Will you please pray with me? God, you are the light of the world, and we pray that you would illuminate us now. Illuminate our minds that we might perceive you and your presence in the written word. Illuminate our hearts that we might perceive and bear witness to you in living in the living word of Jesus Christ. We thank you for this day and for all that you have to say to us. And we pray these things in the name of Christ. Amen. My daughter Sarah and my son-in-law Austin are both teachers. And of course, I think they're the best teachers ever in the whole wide world. But honestly, I have seen them develop over the years into these incredible and creative skills that really are born out of their great love for kids. It's really quite beautiful to see. The children in Sarah's first grade classroom, it's so precious because they call each other friends. And that's the, the way that Sarah has taught them to address each other. And, and every morning when she greets them, she greets them with a good morning, friends. And they greet her back with good morning, friend. It's really quite beautiful. And then they're encouraged to help each other. In, in my day when I was growing up, when we finished our work, our job was to sit quietly with our hands folded on the desk. But in Sarah's classroom, their job is to get up from their desk and to walk around in the classroom to see if there's a friend that needs help with their work. It's really an incredible gift to be able to provide that kind of atmosphere for young children. They have a teacher that cares. They have a teacher that cares if they've had breakfast or not that cares if they may need a bath before coming to school, that cares that someone shows up at an awards or a recognition assembly. And then there's Austin, and he has a completely different kind of atmosphere. Austin's job, he's a physical educator, and he is, uh, works with middle school-aged children. And they call him Coach Olson, and he's so loved. And he's so committed to their best interest. He has a deep heart to integrate their uh, uh, physical experience with knowing that a good, healthy body is what you need to have a healthy mind and a healthy spirit. And he works really hard at, he pours himself into that, to bringing that kind of knowledge of their own body so that they can bring that into the rest of their life. It's a, it's a very integrated approach to physical education. They're both very loved by their students and really admired by the parents of their students. But honestly, they're just ordinary people. They are not famous. They certainly don't make a star status salary, and they don't make global decisions. But I guarantee you that they are among the most beloved because they are ordinary people who have been called to serve in a sacred and extraordinary way, and they've said yes. Ordinary people seem to hold a very special place in the heart of God, 
a very special place. It, it seems that when ordinary people offer themselves into God's service, extraordinary things happen. This season, we are uh, in an annual reminder that no matter how much time passes, God always keeps God's promises. And it also reminds us that when God came to live among us, with us, as one of us, in the person of Jesus, he came as an ordinary baby, born into an ordinary and very poor family in an ordinary city. Today's text focuses on the announcement of this ordinary child as the one who is the consolation of Israel. He's announced as the Messiah. The announcement is made by two devout but very ordinary people named Simeon and Anna. Listen then to the word of the Lord from Luke 2, 22 through 40. When the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law. Simeon took him in his arms and he praised God saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to, it, to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. Then as a widow to the age of 84, she never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. These two aged saints 
were miniature Israels at its very best. They were devout and obedient. They were led by the Spirit. They were at home in the temple, and they were longing and seeking and hoping for the fulfillment of God's promises. And they're old. They're ready to move off stage, to depart in peace, as Simeon says it. God is doing something new, but it's really not new. Because hope is always tied together in union with memory. And the new of God's keeping an old promise. Jesus was just a newborn when he was brought to the temple, which was the custom. Simeon could see that these young people were not a people of means. They were very ordinary and also very poor. That's made clear to him as we read in the scripture when they brought for sacrificing to turtle dove. We know that this was actually the very cheapest sacrifice they could bring. It was meant to accommodate those who had no money, who, were, who had nothing really to give of any kind of extravagance. They brought two turtle doves instead of something else like a goat or a sheep, and that was acceptable. But even with his old cataract eyes, he saw that this poor and ordinary baby was the very one that he had been waiting for. He recognized that this child, this ordinary child, was the consolation of Israel. And maybe it was something that in him that recognized the extraordinary in the ordinary. Ordinary people doing an extraordinary act in an extraordinary story. Because of this child, Simeon can die calmly, confidently, he, he can die with the same hus- hospitality that he offered to this child when he, when he stretched his arms out to embrace this child and, and blessed God. He could do that with his own death, embrace it, and bless God for it. After recognizing Jesus as the promised one, and after this celebration of taking him into his arms, we see this moment where the scripture shifts. And it shifts solemnly. Writer Frederick Beekner describes it this way. Then something about the mother stopped him, and his expression changed. What he saw in her face was a long way off, but it was there so plainly that he couldn't pretend. A sword will pierce your soul. Nobody wants to deliver bad news to new parents. In fact, we're often grateful that we don't know what lies ahead for our kids because it would shatter our hearts for the heartbreak that they will experience. And we don't know if we're strong enough or wise enough or even equipped enough to walk through the places that they're going to be walking, let alone come out on the other side. But in this holy place... Maybe old Simeon didn't feel like he had a choice. He saw it. And so as he handed Mary back her baby and departed, I can only guess that perhaps it was less than the perfect peace that he had dreamed of all the long 
years of his waiting. An ordinary man in an extraordinary story. And then we meet Anna, this octogenarian, well in her 80s. It, and she led a very uneventful life, day in and day out in the temple, praying for the God's salvation. Her gaze was focused only on one vista. And that was the salvation of God. For these two ordinary people, God's blessing was not, it wasn't a continual smorgasbord of a titanic experiences and shiny baubles. A story to tell every day of how God was in their life. It, it wasn't a Hollywood movie that, that jumps over the mundane duties and the routines and the demands of life that crushes all of the adrenaline of a lifetime into two hours and then it's all tied up neatly at the end. It was neither of those things. God's blessing for Simeon and for Anna was just one thing. And it was 80 years in the making. They had to wait till the end of their life, but God kept God's promise. What was that one thing? Soren Kierkegaard describes this blessing. He says, purity of heart is to will one thing. There is need of only one thing, to be near Jesus and to see salvation dawn. God's story our larger story is made up of stories about ordinary people who listen to God and with the support of God and the, and the guidance of the Holy Spirit and the support and often sometimes prodding and prompting of those around them, these ordinary people stepped into what would be their defining moment. And there's a, a list a mile long of these people it's a baby that's been abandoned at a river named Moses. It's a prostitute who hangs a red scarf out the window in a tall building in Jericho, a shepherd boy with a sling and a rock, a very poor young girl named Mary, pregnant with the Son of God, a baby born into poverty named Jesus, a a carpenter named Joseph who would become the father and mentor and guide to this child. And then there's you and there's me. Ordinary people to add to this list. And then we know that even after all the carols are just a faraway echo, and after the star dims, and even after we unpack the presence and we pack away the tree and the tinsel and the stockings, that even as our thoughts turn to bills and health and clothes that we can still fit into, even in those mundane moments, we know, we know that after the ordinary settles in, it's not over. It's not over. We know that it is for this which we have been born, to bring the good news, to announce the birth of this Christ child, to bear witness to the love that God has for us 
in the gift of Christ, to serve among the poor and the fearful, and to serve among the rich and the arrogant. We ordinary people, we ordinary people are bearers of hope. We are prophets of a of an kingdom, not our own. We ordinary people have this good news that God has given us, that God gave to the angels, that God gave to those who have gone before us. We ordinary people carry this heritage and this lineage of being ambassadors of Christ. The scriptures tell us in this remarkable ending, and it's remarkable because it's totally unremarkable. The scriptures tell us that following this trip to the temple, the family returned home. No fanfare, no police escort, no shining star that will lead them home. They simply returned home. Yes, there were those like Simeon and Anna, the prophets, who, who in their day gave those and anyone who would listen an anticipation and a faint glimpse of the future. But for the present moment, an ordinary family returns from their trip, unpacks their bags, and gets on with carpentry training and household chores. And all the while, the child grew and became strong and filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Thanks be to God. Amen.